Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second episode ever of Guidelines. Really excited to get started and kick this off with all of you. And, you know, a big motivation for me for doing Guidelines is um, I, I don't live in a big city. Um, my, my town is, you know, 150,000, maybe up to 200,000 when you include the neighboring cities. You know, in, in a fairly short period of time, I've been able to build a successful business. And so that, gosh, you know, if it works here, it can probably work anywhere. Part this, this town that I live in is not necessarily, um, gosh, how would I say it there? I'm just surprised by the demand for this kind of work. It's a fairly independent town in terms of people. Uh, the personality of the people. Um, the Northwest is notorious for being a very independent place. And so, you know, I think it just I had this growing passion as I've seen my business grow to, to really go, you know what, if it works here, I bet what whatever worked here can work anywhere. And some of you out there are in bigger cities, some of you are in smaller cities, but what we're going to get into here are some just basic things that, that have been helpful for me and I want to share them and, and walk you through them. And just all I would ask of you is try it out, go out, experiment, see what, see what happens, see what works, see what doesn't work. And so, you know, that's just a, that's a huge motivation for me. And and so what we're going to do today is walk you through one of the real pivotal moments in the development of my business. And I sort of stumbled into it's not even a technique at all. It's just a a decision, an action that I took that ended up really changing the trajectory of my business. Um, But first, let me give you a bit of an on-ramp in terms of how I came to Giant. I've been on my own since uh, 2006 as a coach, a consultant. Uh, I got my master's in organizational systems before that. And um, directed a nonprofit and and grew it. Worked with high risk behavior with adolescents, and and we worked with teens and families. And then we developed a, a number of different models, and and then I eventually went out on my own and did coaching and consulting with program development in that respect. That eventually evolved into my own practice of brand storytelling, and that was probably oh eight oh nine. Just I developed again my own models of helping organizations tell their stories and would go and speak on those. And then eventually those got picked up by different companies and just had the honor during that chapter of my life to work with a lot of really well-known brands. And so I would go in and work with one-on-one with senior leaders or, you know, I would develop actual programs and presentations and workshops for high-level brand leaders within the company and did that for a number of years. Gosh, it was super fun. I mean, it's it's super creative and did did a lot of really interesting things that that were pretty unusual uh, and really powerful from from the feedback that I got. But I had one really pivotal moment after one of these workshops and, you know, I was up speaking in front of, you know, several hundred people and the workshop went really well. It was kind of an, a half day event. 
got done and we'd done all these activities and I'd walk them through my model of storytelling and this person, a bunch of people came up afterwards and we were visiting and, and this one person rushed forward and she shook my hand like, I'm not kidding, probably 10 times and over the next 15 minutes, like thanked me probably um, on average at least once a minute um, for what I'd done. And I was like, you know, listening and she was saying how this workshop was going to change, you know, her team and how they'd been stuck for months. And this is exactly what they needed and how it was going to just help transform the projects that they were working on. I started paying attention to my reaction to that exchange. And as we were, as I was kind of thinking, you know, of course I was polite, but I wasn't as excited as I thought I should have been. As I was going away from that meeting and and over the hours afterwards, I kept just being kind of bothered by the fact that something didn't sit well with me about her reaction. And which seems odd, right? Because when people praise you and say, you know, (laughs) what you did impacted their life, typically that doesn't elicit a, you know, a conflicting reaction. And yet there I was. Well, several hours later, suddenly it hit me. I kept replaying that interaction with with this person over and over and over. What I realized is that as soon as she went away from that workshop, I started thinking about what her reality was going to look like. And probably shortly after her 15th thank you, she was going to turn and, and look at her phone And at that point, she'd probably see, okay, I got uh, 53 texts during the three hours that I was with Andrew. Oh, now she's going to open her email. And now she's realizing she has, you know, 214 unanswered emails uh, on top of the texts. And now, you know, she's got one of her team members calling her with some sort of fire that she needs to put out. And meanwhile, she's walking, you know, back to her office And I was like, how on earth is she going to take all of the inspiration that she gained from this workshop and actually translate it into effective methodologies and operations with her team, right? How is she going to do that given the onslaught of, of incoming emails, text, phone calls, demands from her team, demands from her boss, all those things. I was like, oh my gosh she's going to, all of that inspiration is going to go away in a matter of hours, days, weeks, and she's going to go back to doing what she was doing before we ever met. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? It was like this existential crisis of, am I just like getting people inspired for a few hours? And and then they kind of go back to doing what they were doing before. And it's like, I think I might be doing that. And what am I doing? Is this what I want to keep doing with my life? Is just getting people excited and inspired only to go back to doing what they were doing before? And I mean, let's let's be honest. I don't doubt that she was going to take some of the things and they would probably, you know, she'd probably remember a phrase or one of the one of the tools I developed. She might, you know, share it with her team. But come on. I mean, in terms of actual impact the reality hit me like this is not going to, to make the impact that it could. It just hit me. It was like, I have a choice here. Do I want to continue to bring inspiration to people or what sounds a lot more appealing and a better way to spend my life is bringing transformation. 
And so I, I made a choice in light of that experience. And there were several others that I can share along the way. But I made that choice to suddenly go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to substitute inspiration for transformation. You know, I think inspiration is great. There's nothing wrong with inspiration, nothing against it. But if you don't back it up with transformation, it, it just, it wraps hollow and it's, it's ultimately going to be not what I want to do with my life at least. And I also feel ethically like really that they paid me all this money to come in and just like get a little uptick for inspiration. Now you all know that's, that's what passes for the majority of, of so-called leadership development, training, whatever you want to call it. It follows that pattern of just this short-term uptick followed by people essentially going back to the baseline. So as that sank in, I was like, okay, what do I do with this? How do, how do I build on this, this awareness of, of, of wanting transformation more than inspiration? And it was around that time that I just happened to listen to the, an interview of Steve Cockrum, um, about five voices. It was funny. I remember, you know, when you're going through your podcasts, if you listen to podcasts and you're like, sure, show us in this one, show us into that one. And I remember seeing this one on, uh, come up and I was like, eh, I guess I'll try it. And you have to know, like going into this and some of you may be this way out there. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably among the more skeptical people when it comes to this kind of thing. Like, personality assessments and leadership development, I had just always been really skeptical and it just always seemed pretty vapid and, and kind of this like thin veneer stuff that was out there in the market. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll listen to this anyway. Of course, Steve's voice hooks you, you know, right away and he could be explaining how to properly set a toilet and I would still listen because like his voice is like so magnetic and the, the timbre and, and all that that just draws you in. So I was like, you know, listen, uh, okay, I'll give it a listen. As he kept talking, this really odd thing happened where I kept as, as me being the skeptic as I am. And I, I would say like, I've, I was even like beyond skepticism. I was into just um, cynicism about all of this stuff. So I'm just admitting that right away. You know, I, kept listening to Steve and I, he would say something and I would raise an objection like, yeah, whatever. Like he's probably not going to talk about this. Um, and then like Steve would address that. Right. So we're having this telepathic back and forth. So I would, I would raise another objection and then he would address that one. And we went back and forth and I was, uh, driving at the time. So like by the time I got to the end of the interview and he had addressed somehow telepathically, all of these objections I had, I was like, okay, fine. I'll reach out. I'll call giant this, this company that he keeps talking about and just, you know, see where it goes. You know, I'll never forget. I remember exactly where I was in, in, in our house when I called and Justin Westbrook picks up the phone and it was like, I had this really strange experience where it was like, wait, do I know you? Like, have you ever had, I don't know if you've ever had that experience where someone picks up the phone and there's like an immediate resonance between the two of you. And I felt like, like Justin, I I don't even know how long we talked. It was like way beyond, I'm sure what either of us had budgeted for it, but we just had this incredible conversation. And I, I threw every question I could think of about, you know, Giants approach and about their culture and about who they were. And again, this skeptic coming out, 
just throwing everything I could at him. And it was just his, his humility and his responsiveness and the thoroughness. And, you know, you talk about like the self-preservation model, like not having anything to hide, nothing to lose, nothing to prove. Justin just embodied that. And it was so phenomenally disarming for me. I was like, okay, I want, I want to know more. Let's keep talking. And this was, you know, a long time ago and it was the five voices certification was totally different. Everything was, it was really different. And the the platform was really just in its infancy, but that was my story, how I came to giant. And, And I kept, he passed me to Hunter who, you know, and eventually actually reached out directly to Jeremy uh, and Steve, and they, they both responded and, and fielded my questions. And it was like, okay, this organization seems unlike any that I've ever come upon. And for me, and this may be true for a lot of you, I mean, my work up until that point had been solo. I didn't work with anybody. I didn't work with any organization. I didn't, you know, all of my content, I created myself, all of that. And so it was like, okay, this is a really different shift to actually come into a community of people. And for those of you that have been part of Giant for any length of time, you know the community is really the game changer. I shouldn't say that because like as soon as I said that, I thought of all the tools and the platform and all the different things. It's just there. there's so much that Giant does that makes doing what we do more rewarding, more enjoyable. And ultimately what I saw in them was this opportunity, this potential to fulfill that vision for what I saw when I had that interaction with that person after the workshop is, Hey, this organization is about transformation. This is what I want to be about. So what a perfect match. So the soon thereafter was like, okay, I'm in, let's do this. And I eventually finished up this last enormous project and put that to rest. And I was like, I cannot wait to get into doing the giant work. So that was it. And, you know, I'd still get people calling to do the the brand storytelling stuff, but it was like, I just kept saying, nope, I don't do that anymore. And made, and really made the full transition to, to doing giant. The only problem is I didn't have any clients. <laughs> it was like no big deal. So there I was, I, I didn't have, I, you know, I'm turning away clients that want to work with me on brand storytelling and don't have any clients for the leadership development that I've just, you know, gotten certified in and and thrown my hat in that ring. So what to do? And in a moment, I was like, I, you know what, to be honest, I don't even know if this is going to work. Like, I don't even know if this giant stuff, I, I like it. It sounds great to me. I like the community, but you know what? I don't know that that's actually going to um, all add up to people paying for this. So I did this, this kind of, I don't know, it was just off kind of from the hip. I reached out to a good friend of mine who's a, happens to be a president of a company. Uh, at the time they were at about 35 million and about 200, 225 employees. And I just like, Hey, I'll call him Rob, Rob, I'm doing this giant thing, kind of switching, pivoting on my career here. And I'd known him for a long time. And let me just describe him a little bit. He He's one of those people that just is, I don't know what else to call it other than a BS barometer. Like he, he's one of those people that just knows the truth. And if it doesn't pass the sniff test, Rob's going to pick up on it. And I was like, 
I want like I want Rob to be kind of my final TSA agent and scan giant <laughs> for its credibility. You know, is this is this really going to be real? Because I know Rob and I've known him for a long time, and I trust him, uh, and he trusts me, and I know that he's going to like give it the thumbs up or the thumbs down. So I said, Rob, hey man, could we just could we get a little time together? I want to just walk you through this thing that I'm doing. And here's how I put it to him. I was like, if, if you think this is good, I'm in, I think, I think then I, I'm, I'm in, I think this will be good, but I want to know if you think that, that this is in any way lacks the kind of thing that you as a president and CEO of a company would be looking for. Cause if it doesn't work for you, I don't think it's going to work for anybody. He was like, yeah, that'd be great. And Rob is a, he he makes his own Pinot Noir and loves wine and loves making it, loves everything about it. He's just a, a total wine nerd and, and I'm a wannabe wine nerd, so it works out well. But he and I, you know, found a time to get together at his uh, favorite little wine store here in Eugene and we got together and I brought my giant materials and we sat down and I was 100% transparent. And I just walked him through all the materials. I walked him through the philosophy. I walked him through the process of how like core groups work and, uh, walked him through a couple of the tools and, and showed them to him. And, and we just went back and forth for probably an hour and a half, two hours. You have to understand like my goal here, and this is, this is super important is, was, was not to sell him on anything. It wasn't to present him with anything at all other than truly I wanted his feedback because he is the expert in my mind. It was like Rob was the, the expert. And if it worked for him, it would work for anybody. So we get to, you know, toward the end of our conversation and he sits back and he, he looks at me and he's like, let's give it a shot. But, you know, I've got a team that is, is having some trouble and I think this could be super helpful. And I, it totally caught me off guard. I, I was not expecting us to work together. That was not my intention, as I mentioned. So, you know, I was like, okay, well, let's, let's talk about that. And I put together a proposal and, um, I'll get, we'll get down the road and, and I'll talk through my proposal process and, and what I do. Cause I think it's helped me secure a higher percentage of, of prospects. But I mean, this is a friend. So he and I, you know, went back and forth a couple times and, and arrived on an agreement to do one group. So we got started shortly after that. And I will just fast forward and, and say that that single meeting, that single, uh, interaction, walking him through that, um, the single, bottle of Pinot Noir led to me being able to build my entire business um, and where I'm at today. It just was that simple because Rob then saw the value. Uh, he's He came up to me six weeks into our work together and he said, I don't know what you've done with that team, but I genuinely don't recognize them. And that was such a pivotal moment. And if you haven't done Giant for a while, you may not have had this experience, but I mean, that was the moment in which I was like, not only did Rob give me the thumbs up to try it with his team, but I got to see firsthand what happens when you bring this to an organization and for him to see the transformation that took place in his team was was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in on giant. Let's go. Let's get after this. 
What I didn't realize is that Rob, having seen the value of Giant, would then pass my name to uh, someone else. I'll call him Jeff. And Jeff passed it on to someone else. And they passed it on to someone else. And before you know it, it was like literally within six months, I was full. I was like full and could never have seen that coming. So what's the takeaway from that? The takeaway I, I would say is, is, and we're going to get into some of the principles that guided uh, the, this interaction with Rob, but um, in the next episode, but I mean, I went into that conversation completely defenseless, completely curious, humble. I just was genuinely making Rob the expert because he is the expert. And it was, uh, ended up being a conversation unknowingly going into it, uh, that, that would transform my business. And interestingly enough, I still am working with, uh, Rob's company and our relationship has continued to grow. In fact, we enjoyed some wine last night together, uh, you know, just helping him as a trusted advisor, navigate his company as it's grown significantly during, during the time that I've worked with him. So that's, that's a relationship. That's my story with Giant. And if I could, you know, encourage you to try that out, like try out looking at your and pull out your phone and just start scrolling through it. Look at your LinkedIn contacts and I guarantee you will see people that are like Rob where you're like, you know what, this, I trust this person. This person trusts me. This person is in a, in a place to make decisions and I would like to genuinely get their feedback on what they think of Giant. And, you know, some of you out there, we've talked, I've, I've told the story to you and, and you've actually done this and seen success with it. So, you know, for the rest of you, I would just encourage you to, to do the same. Take that, put it into practice in the Northwest. We love our Pinot up here, but it doesn't have to be, it could be um, tea. It could be hot chocolate. <laughs> it could be coffee. I'm just being stupid, but like whatever, just like get together with someone and just learn from them. Have them tell you what they think of all of this. So you get the idea. It's a very low barrier. Very few people will turn you down if they genuinely believe that you want to learn from them. Most people want to pass on their insights, their their advice, their direction. Try that out. So if you want any homework, that's it. Maybe challenge yourself to not listen to episode three until you've actually done that. So with that, thanks again for tuning in to Guidelines. What we're going to do in the next episode is I'm going to go through three pillars that I've adopted and would encourage you to seriously consider. You'll see how these three pillars show up in the the story, the examples that I just shared. But I want to make sure and unpack them because they really are the three legs on, on my giant stool and i think you should you know at least consider them so we'll get into those next but again thanks for listening and thanks for all you do on behalf of giant within the giant community and within the lives of the clients that you serve all right everyone take care Quality.